Big on big Big on big Big on big If you having paper and I'm having paper How you go big on big? If you having neighbors and I'm having acres How you go big on big? If I got the Draco when you got the seed How you go big on big? If I'm chopping that gas, you chopping that me. How you go big on big? If I pull out a dub, you pull out a team How you go big on big? Let's just cut right to it. So this is episode eight, season two, free tuition. Um, we got a lot to cover today, Malone. So yeah, uh, looking back at this past week, uh, we had our first week of the Big Ten, and we had a lot of teams that, uh, you know, some teams that played very well, actually exceeded expectations. Some that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, ex you know, we got what we expected, and then the, some that vastly underwhelmed us. And starting with uh, Wisconsin, now they ended up not only winning their game, they won it pretty convincingly. And uh, redshirt freshman Graham Mertz uh, came in, played almost a perfect game right off the bat, um, had, I believe, four TDs or five TDs. Um, he was 20 for 21. But then just as you think that Wisconsin, you know, they have this elite passing game all of a sudden, and then they're going to, you know, possibly make a run for the, for the championship, he gets a positive COVID-19 test as of, I believe, today. Yeah, uh a real, real shot in the foot for, for Wisconsin after a great showing uh, this past Friday night against Illinois. Like you mentioned, we saw Graham Mertz come out there and really command the field and, and make all types of plays uh, uh, that night against Illinois and their defense. 20 for 21, 248 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, what can we say? Uh, absolutely great performance out of that young man um, in, in, in this game, and he led his team to a great victory. But this COVID-19 test that came up positive for him, which actually is his second one this week, is is not good. He's going to be out for at least 21 days is what I was reading. And that is not good for this football team and, and not good for, for their future standing as far as these games they have coming up. Not at all. And, you know, you look at them this past week because obviously they ended up playing Illinois, who beat them last year. You know, Wisconsin was ranked number six last year. Right. And their first loss of the season was um, at Illinois, uh, you know, big upset that, you know, happened. And, you know, when they come out and they play like this and you look at them and they're known as a running back school and to have that kind of quarterback play, you know, the running back play is going to come. But then you have something like this, which you would stop and think like, OK, well, let's see what their schedule is. But here's the problem. Uh, they go to Nebraska next week, which is not a gimme um, or this upcoming week, I should say this, uh, this, you know, Halloween night. Or, uh 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. The next week you got Purdue at home. That's a winnable game. But then that following week, and, and this is where it's really going to be, I, I don't even think he's going to be cleared by then. You know, if you're looking at 21 days, you go on the road at Michigan. That's going to be a big-time game, that one at Michigan. And like you said, the one in Nebraska is not a gimme either. Uh, but that Michigan game is definitely going to be tough. The only positive I can maybe see from that is that it will be their third game in a row without him. So hopefully they can maybe find some continuity with another game plan. And, and that will be their third time doing it. So they might have some positive results there just from having to do it the, the two games prior. But it, it's going to be a tough situation for this for this program these next three weeks. And we'll see how they can get through it. Uh, but but 
obviously the kid is a great talent though. Whenever they can get him back on the field, he's going to be a difference maker for them. And, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's, it's not looking good at the moment. And I think the worst part of this, the whole, the whole thing with uh, his positive testing is not only was it him, uh, the tested positive, and obviously they were out there announced starter uh, 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 was his name Cohen um, at the beginning of the year, the foot injury, which is what prompted him to get his start. Uh, but now their third string quarterback is also tested positive. So they are down to their fourth string quarterback that's going to be starting this upcoming week. That is going to be a very, very, very tough situation in a Nebraska environment who are coming off an embarrassing loss that we're going to get into. But, you know, so, you know, they're going to be coming to play and, and trying to, you know, put their best foot forward this Saturday as well to try to get going and onto their winning ways for this season. Yeah, so uh, definitely prayers to him and everybody that uh, tested positive and we hope they get better soon. Uh, but on to this next game, a team we just talked about here, Michigan. They had that game against Minnesota um, on the road, and they absolutely, you know, we we actually picked uh, Minnesota. I think all three of us picked Minnesota so. in the picking challenge last week, and we were wrong. Uh, Michigan, surprisingly, not only did they look good, but they looked good on a side of the ball that I wasn't expecting. They looked really good on offense. Um, you know, they ended up scoring really amazing, what was it, 49 points? Uh, I believe so. I mean, they, uh, they, they, they put it on Minnesota. It definitely shocked me. I was gassing up Minnesota a little bit. Uh, I'm like the kiss of death over here, man. Um, you know, Auburn, Minnesota so far. I mean, I don't know what's going on, man, but they, they definitely did not fit the billing for what I expected going into this football game. But yeah, 49, 49 points, almost a 50 burger for, for Michigan, um, this past Saturday. So, what can you say? A good start for Harbaugh. Absolutely. Joe Milton went out there, uh, threw 15 for 22, uh, 225 yards, uh, one touchdown. No picks, which is a big thing. Um, and then Huge. rushing the ball, I mean, they have four different uh, you know, guys on the ground, including Milton, who, uh, who scored rushing touchdowns. So, uh, you know, when you, we have that kind of play for Michigan, and you know what that defense can do because Minnesota is a high-level offense, um, and they were only able to put up 24. And so – Definitely, uh, you know, maybe Michigan is one of those teams that we're going to look a little bit further down the road and say, okay, you know, maybe this is uh, maybe this is the year that they could put up a fight uh, at the big one at the end of the year. Yeah, and, and you know, and we we mentioned last week how um, you know Harbaugh has been a successful coach in in everywhere he's been when he's had uh, at least a, a serviceable quarterback, you know, an efficient. Good quarterback who's not going to turn it over. Um, you know, obviously the the cream of the crop has been Andrew Luck at, at Stanford, but like we mentioned last week as well, uh, uh, Luck in college and a young Kaepernick. I mean, we saw what he's done when when he has that kind of production. So well, maybe this is the start of something. We'll see if if Milton can keep the keep his stride going. I'm excited. I'm actually excited. You know, because I I more than anybody I think slander Michigan very badly every week, and they impressed me this past week. I, I was really. Really shocked to see that outcome. I, am I shocked that they won the game? No, but I'm shocked that they won by over three scores. So, I mean, uh, kudos to them and and what they did that night. Another team that this team is one that we really kind of expected this. You know, we saw Ohio State uh, beat Nebraska 52-17. to 17, And believe it or not, despite that score, um, you know, some would argue that Ohio State didn't look 
as sharp as you may have thought. Um, I mean, they look great. Don't get me wrong. They look like, uh, you know, they look like a team who hasn't really played a football game yet. You know, it's your first game of the year. You're used to playing, a, you know, some kind of FCS team, and, and you come out and you have to play Nebraska week one. And so uh, they, despite missing on a couple of plays, I mean, they look really, really good in a team that's still going to contend for the division and uh, overall the conference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they they came out and, you know, like you mentioned, I don't think anybody expected uh, anything less from these guys uh, coming out. Um, their defense, you know, came out, forced turnovers, which was huge for them. And uh, Justin Fields was Justin Fields. They He looked great. Uh, 20 for 21, 276, two touches, no interceptions. Um, you know, what can you say? Uh, the running game wasn't spectacular as far as from the backs it was it was pretty spread out fields actually led the team in rushing but i mean the two receivers garrett wilson and and olaf i mean those guys were dominant and and tore it up they're looking uh like a comparable duo when you look at uh the likes of of which was jalen waddle and and Devontae smith they're looking comparable as far as just two absolute studs on the outside so man they're gonna be dangerous but we'll, you know, just like all these teams, we're going to see if they can keep it up. Absolutely, yeah. Justin Fields did also get one touchdown on the ground, too. So this is the Ohio State offense that we expect. I mean, they're going to be lights out, I think, all over the field. Like you said, the the rushing core was pretty much all the yards are spread out with Justin Fields kind of leading that pack. Uh, eventually, there's going to be probably one of those guys is going to break out of the pack as the clear-cut uh, RB1. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the receiving core, what can you say? It's like second to none with some of those guys. Um, even, you know, Jeremy's boy, who he was raving about last week, Julian Fleming coming in as a freshman, he, you know, he, he got a, he got his uh, reception in there too, uh, for a 13 yarder. And he was actually number three, pretty much all the other balls went to Wilson or Olave. This is going to be a team that's going to be dangerous. Um, and then they play this upcoming week against Penn state. Uh, which Penn State, this is the one team that when we look back at this past week, I mean, talk about just a bad start going uh, on the road to Indiana, which is a team you should you should beat. I mean, you're number eight in the country preseason, which, I mean, how much do the preseason rankings really mean? You and I have talked about that. But still, you're Penn State. You go on the road to a team that's a, you know, let's be honest, Indiana's a basketball school. But – here we are. Um, you know, Indiana comes out of that with a 36-35 W and, uh, in overtime. Yeah, I mean, what a win for Indiana to start that campaign off. It's like we said last week, those guys just, they have an offense. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to get timely stops in the football game to be able to hold up, right? And it looks like they did it this time around. And, you know, Penn State, they seem to kind of do this every year. They, you know, they're hyped in the off season and you know they got this guy and that guy and they always end up seeming seeming to have one or two losses throughout the regular season and you know i think franklin's a great coach uh for sure it's just a matter of i don't know if they need to recruit better i'm not sure what's going on but they just never seem to get over the hump and obviously starting off only one in the big 10 is not going to help their case whatsoever you know we'll see how the rest of the season plays out but i mean for them to lose this game and Indiana offense, I mean, they only threw for 170 yards. It's really inexcusable for them to lose this football game the way they did. So I, I'm, it's shocking, really shocking. Yeah, and you look at it, it's pretty much all the turnovers. Um, you, yeah. 
you lost the fumble, and then you uh, you also threw away a couple of uh, a couple of interceptions. Um, you know, Sean Clifford had two picks. I mean, he was pretty good everywhere else. I mean, he ended up throwing for three TDs. He led the team in rushing as well. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it was like, man, like, wow, know how much more else they can put on this guy's shoulders. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I can't even blame him for the two picks. I mean, he looks like he was doing everything, everything out here for his team. Yeah, he. I mean, it's like a one man show. So you got to get him help. Otherwise, this is going to be more of the same. You got Ohio State this week that's about to thrash you. You're about to go 0-2. And, and then looking yeah. ahead at, looking ahead at the rest of Penn State's schedule, I mean, there's no cupcakes. They got Maryland the next week, which, you know, you you would think you would say that's a win. But I don't know, man. I mean, you just lost to Indiana. You got Nebraska the week after, Iowa the week after that, on the road at Michigan. You got Rutgers and Michigan State to close out the year, but – you know, there's some games that, I mean, as I'm looking at the schedule now, this is an eight-week schedule. This could be a 500-pin state team. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I was looking. These games are not going to get easier. These teams are going to get better week by week. And, you know, we've already seen some surprising results in this in this conference already. I mean, Rutgers was really beating the brakes off of Michigan State in this football game. The score, the score doesn't really show up. But, I mean, who? when the last time we've seen Rutgers beat up any on anybody, you know? And obviously – you know, Michigan State is a pretty respected program. They've had their years where they're, you know, they're they're up there in contention a little bit, not necessarily for a national championship, but you know, for for a uh, 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 January sixth bowl game. You know, um, yeah, they made the playoff that one year, but I mean, ever since then, you haven't heard them. I haven't heard from them at all, really. They definitely have. Uh, they have their work cut out for them for the rest of the year. So. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see uh, where they end up falling in the final rankings of the Big Ten, especially when you have some of these other teams. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have good years. Michigan looks like they're gonna be poised to really make a run and hopefully uh, make this last game of the season pretty interesting. Yeah, and I mean, and, and shoot, all the same, uh, we'll have to see what what happens with Indiana as well. See if they can keep this 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 form going and. Uh, you know, see if they can maybe pull up any more upsets. Uh, did they did they get ranked this week? Not yet, I guess. Um, I don't think so. But you know, we'll yeah. oh see. no, they are ranked. They are ranked okay. seventeen. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, we'll see what kind of what kind of trend they can stay on. Is it upward or is it you know back to back to you know levels or we'll, we'll see how it goes for them. But a uh, great start for them, nonetheless. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, interesting to see how they uh, how they fare. They have they do have Rutgers this week. Indiana does. Um, they'll be on the road, and then uh, the following week they'll have Michigan. They got Michigan State after that. They got Ohio State after that. Good God, <laughs> I don't know. It may not look good for them at, at, after a little while here. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm also uh, I'm also really excited to see this upcoming week. So Michigan will actually. I think this week is Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, uh, speaking of those schools, so yeah, twelve o'clock noon time. Now you know Michigan State is going to come with it after being embarrassed this past week losing. So you know to Rutgers. So I imagine, especially for this this robbery game, uh, they you know they're going to come in. Michigan's a twenty four and a half point favorite at the moment. I'm taking Michigan State with the points all day. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. a lot of points right now. That's a high line, yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. They, I mean, I don't, man, I'm surprised to see that. Well, you heard it here, folks, free tuition. You know we like to throw those money picks out here and there, so Malone's telling you to take Michigan State in the points. 
Hey, that go for it. And let me let me let me speak on that real quick. This is this is, you know, I'm going off topic here, but I had a card last week that I played, right? Yeah. I had Clemson and and Syracuse going over, right? Yeah. I had um who else is on the hold up, man? You're talking about like Clemson going over on the points or on the, the points. Overall points. Okay, okay. Overall points going over. Hold up. Let me let me I'm about to pull this up, y'all. Y'all gotta hear about this. I had Syracuse and Clemson going over the points. What was the what was the number? Sixty three and a half. Okay. I had uh Kansas State covering the spread of twenty. They won like fifty five to three. Nice. I had Bama covering the spread of, of twenty two. I think they beat Tennessee, I don't know. They're being by a lot. Twenty five, I think. Right. The last the last play on my card, bro. I had Oklahoma State win about three and a half, bro. Oh no. Bro, they oh, were up the no. whole game. It was literally the last drive, bro. I know. Was, bro. I was watching that game. It was like twenty four fourteen. Yes, I man. I remember. I was watching because, yes, I, man. because I was watching because I'm like, fuck, I'm about to go one four <laughs> on these pick'em games. Like, <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Like, damn, man. Yo. But that sucks because I do remember that play very distinctively and then it, it, that being a three-point win. Yeah. Man, Jeff was at the crib. Shout out, to, shout out to Jeff, the homie. He was at the crib. And he watched it all unfold with me, bro. He was like, yo, just watch me lose money. Like, just money just going down the drain, bro. Yeah. It was, man, it was a nice it was a nice bet, too, dog. And yeah, half a point, bro. Lost my parlay card by half a point. That's why they do them spreads right at the half, man. You know it. Man, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, I'll never bet on another Big 12 team again. Especially Oklahoma State. They. Oh, my uh, goodness. They almost lost. They almost blew it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So they end back up, on. Yeah. Oh yeah, they end up pulling it out. They end up pulling it out. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. But nah, you're good. I did have one question for you though, since you yeah. know now we're going back a little bit, but still in this Big Ten talk. Um, you know, Justin Fields looked pretty good this past week. Um, you know, converted a pretty high clip. Uh, I think he had one incompletion. Uh, if he stays on this kind of pace, man, how do you think this projects as far as not only his Heisman candidacy, but maybe a potential talk down the road here as far as who's that number one pick's going to be? You think there's any chance that something like this goes down, or or do you think Trevor is just you know going to hold it down his spot all the way through here? For the Heisman, sure. For the number one pick, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Only way that Justin Fields is the number one pick is if Trevor Lawrence comes back to school, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But that that's the only way Justin Fields will be the number one pick. Trevor is for sure. It, it doesn't matter what draft he comes out in. He's number one. Like, the kid's a surefire. It's kind of like that uh, that year when it was like Andrew Luck and RG3. Yeah. You know, people were talking about RG3 may be the number one pick, but I think we all knew like deep down there was no way – Andrew Luck wasn't going to be the number one pick in that draft. Right, right, um, right. And, and he ended up being. And I think in the same situation here. Justin Fields is probably going to be number two if he comes out, um, you know, depending on who's there and what the team needs. But I think anybody could really use somebody of his caliber. But, you know, Trevor's all that and then some. I mean, he's just he's, he's just got it. Now, as far as the Heisman, 
I'll say, I mean, that Justin just looks so good. Um, he was so efficient. You know, like you said, uh, we was 20 for 21, some crazy shit like that. And, uh, and, and that's impressive, especially against a team like Nebraska. I think they were on the road or were they at home? No, they were at home. Yeah. Ohio State, yeah, they were at home. They, they go on the road to Penn State. That, I got that mixed up. But either way, I mean, Nebraska, your first game, that's, you know, Nebraska is a, a historic football school, and, and you know, they got a great coach over there in Scott Frost. So uh, they're a team that could really win any game, any Saturday, and the, to do that and to play as well as he did, uh, I, I definitely think he's going to make a good conversation for the Heisman. Do I think he's going to win it? I don't think so. Um, I think – you know, with the amount of games that are left, one thing that's also going to be factored in is overall stats. Yeah. And when you look at the stats next to each other, Trevor right now uh, is second in the country for uh, for TDs, um, and uh, and Justin, you know, him only having a, sm- uh, a shorter schedule, eight game schedule versus Trevor having a, uh, he'll end up having a ten game schedule. I think that's going to bode a uh, be a big difference here too because. When you got people that are placing their votes, one thing they're going to look at is overall stats, and that may be a stat line that they forget is games played, and they'll just look at the TDs and the yards, and they'll see Trevor is just outweighing and all that. It's the eye test, and and actually watching the game and watching these two guys perform. But Trevor, I think, is definitely he's still in the driver's seat. Justin's coming up behind him, but for that for number one pick, uh, it's Trevor all day. No, um, that's fair, man. That's fair. Now, hey, I know this is where I'm, I'm, I'm going off the rails a little bit, but I did want to kind of get into a couple of these ACC games that, yeah. I, that I watched. One in particular that I really enjoyed was the, uh, the Carolina-NC State game. Now, while I was tuning in, they had the starter go out for NC State. Uh, his name was Bailey Hockman. He's a, I think he's a transfer from Florida State. I'm not positive. But he came out of the game, and I don't know if you remember the – I'm sure you do, your ACC guy, the quarterback for NC State. His last name was Finley. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. His little yeah. brother is there now. And, yeah, dude, he, he looks good, man. He looked good in this football game. I was I was definitely impressed. And, um, you know, he, he came out, came to play, had a little moxie about him. I, I liked him a lot. Um, we'll see where he shapes up with, with the race going forward um, just with him and, and Hockman. But I, I enjoyed his performance in the game. I had to shout him out because, yeah, he came out with a lot of a lot of juice. Yeah, and that's always a – always ends up being a pretty good game. You know, it's a rivalry game, NC State and uh, North Carolina. If you know any of that history, you know that they don't like each other when it comes to football. Um, so you got a lot of – if you go back and look, there's a lot of classic uh, – uh, classic fight videos out there. I think even one of the coaches suplexed another coach one year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like it, those teams don't like each other. So it always ends up being good football. Uh, but that's good to hear about Ben. Man. Honestly, to be quite honest, I did not get to catch this particular game. Um, yeah. You know, I saw the highlights and everything, uh, but I think they were the same time we were Clemson. Right. Uh, and, right. I and I was kind of occupied. So, like, I was only watching what I could, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I mean, when I look back and and look at Ben Finley's numbers, I mean, thirteen for twenty. Um, he did have a couple, yeah, he had a couple of picks, but you know, that's just freshmen. So, you know, yeah. trying to get you know get those get those nerves in and 
and get it worked out. Sam Howell does what he does. You know? I was just about to say, yeah, Sam was Sam. Yeah, so, uh, you know, UNC kind of still rolling there, 4-1 and one on the year. Um, and uh, uh, another team just outside uh, in the ACC as well that really kind of uh, underwhelmed this week was, uh, you know, Florida State again. getting They got thrashed by Louisville by over 30. Um, I should have took that. That spread was five. I should have. I should have rolled with those guys. Yeah, and Cunningham, um, you know, he's kind of still. He's looking pretty sharp for Louisville, um, yeah. and Florida State just can't seem to stop good quarterback play. And and they dropped two and four on the year, uh, so they're kind of back to where we where we originally pegged them. You know, after that big win against North Carolina last week, now they got they got to go play Pittsburgh, which is probably a loss. Pittsburgh is a good team. They'll play NC State, and then they got Clemson after that. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I think uh, I think Florida State may have one more um, one more good performance in them. I tell you, you you brought up Pittsburgh their next game. I mean, they had a shocking performance in my eyes against uh, Notre Dame. I'm just still not really a big Notre Dame believer, but I mean, they they absolutely demolished Pittsburgh, 45 to three. Ian Book, the seven year quarterback. <laughs> for uh, 312 and three touches, um, you know, he, he had a great game. Uh, and it doesn't look like Pittsburgh get absolutely anything going whatsoever. So, I mean, they played three different quarterbacks. So I'll let you know how things were going from that front. Uh, the starter threw three picks himself. So uh, that's never going to help you out at all. And um, it looks like Notre Dame scored off of all three of those turnovers as well. So that's a recipe for disaster, you know. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'm sure they'll be looking to get right against uh, Florida State this week, but who knows? This might be this might be Florida State's next good, next good performance. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, this week, Malone, uh, you and I have talked about this, so uh, we're going to introduce a new segment, um, something that we're basically giving back to our listeners who we know they're in our respective fan bases. Um, and, uh, of course, for you, it's the LSU Tigers. I mean, it's Clemson Tigers, and that new segment is called Tiger Talk. Uh, so each week what we're going to do is uh, Mo and I are just going to have something that we want to address with our respective teams. Um, this way we can kind of keep it to where, you know, we're able to focus on uh, the rest of the college football landscape throughout the rest of the show. And we can uh, keep our, uh, tar- our Tiger Talk right here. Um, so I want to start with you. Is there anything, uh, anything going on down in uh, down the bayou that uh, you want to discuss? Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, it was, uh, I want to give a shout out to, um, the coaching staff for, for coaching up the young quarterbacks this past week to be ready for that game against South Carolina, which was probably the, the best display overall that the team has had since the season started. Um, I was, I think myself and probably the entire fan base was completely wrong when whoever thought who we thought was going to be the starting quarterback uh, this past weekend, it was TJ Finley. But I think the, the leader in the ball house in, 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 was going to be uh, Max Johnson, um, the four-star recruit out of Georgia, but he was not it. And I tell you, in the Missouri game, we saw when Miles first got hurt before he came back in the game, it was Max Johnson warming up to come into the game as if it was, as if he was a number two. So I think that was nothing that had all the fans thinking that that was going to be the case. But um, this week leading that, well, last week leading up to the game, I, I just imagine that TJ Finley really won his place in practice, which I really respect uh, 
So, you know, shout out to him for coming out and playing and playing damn well um, against the SEC defense in his first start in Tiger Stadium. I mean, what can we say? Uh, the run game was great. Um, the defense gave up big plays, which is still a problem. But overall, they, they played okay. But I think that that's all we really need them to do is play, you know, just make stops, timely stops. Because the offense is going to put up numbers, which is it's done all season. So, you know, we can obviously go back to it as well that the, the LSU offense looks like it's here to stay. And I also think that, uh, you know, it should show these young quarterbacks out here that, hey, you know, you come to LSU, we're going to we're going to get you ready to play quarterback. Um, we see it with Miles. We've seen it with TJ, you know, come on in. And I will say this and I'll be done. As far as the LSU defense goes, they need to improve. But I do want to point out that LSU has played, and Florida, have played one less game than everybody else in the SEC. And LSU leads the SEC in sacks at 14, tackles for loss at 7.5, turnover margin at plus 6, and fumble recoveries at 5. This team is not a bad football team whatsoever. And... You know, I think we're on the up and up, and we'll see what happens. We just need guys to stay healthy, and we need to keep trying to play well and improve week by week. Before I get into Clemson, I will say, just being in this general area, you obviously you hear about Clemson, but you hear about the South Carolina games, and just about everybody here was picking South Carolina to win that game. Right. Um, everybody, everybody. It was almost like LSU had no shot. Right. Uh, and definitely uh, to, you know, cover the points i mean you know and so lsu coming out and having a very you know a dominating performance um for for the most part against south carolina uh it's good to see man it's really good to see because uh you know especially after what happened with miles brand i want to see good things happen uh for you guys in in the upcoming weeks here so uh, i was happy to see you guys get that win appreciate it man yeah, absolutely. I mean, any, anytime South Carolina loses is great, but yeah, it's, it's even it's even better when when it's you know when it's the homies. <laughs> um, as far as Clemson, man, so there's two things I uh, I want to address here. Uh, I want to go back to Trevor Lawrence really quickly. You know, you brought this up last week uh, about the opportunity or the possibility, I guess I should say, of him coming back to Clemson his senior year. Instead, if you know he's poised to maybe go to uh, the Jets, the New York Jets, and um, and obviously I shook it off. You know, I was like, "There's no way that's happening." Even he himself, at the beginning of the year, said that this was his last year. Um, well, today uh, during Clemson Media Day, which is typically held on Tuesdays, which that's what day it is as we're recording right now, um, they brought it up to him again, and his basically his response was, "You know, who knows." You know, who knows what's oh, going to wow. happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I think now it's a it's a gotcha kind of a, a, a caption. I think he still plans to forego his senior year and declare for the draft. But it does, I mean, he hears the people talking about it. And so his only reaction is, is well, if I am going to go to the Jets, should I, you know, he's just talking about what people are talking about. And so yeah. I guess, I guess he's right. You know, I guess you never really know what could happen. I think it would take something like uh, a dramatic, you know, last second loss in the championship game or a playoff game 
for him to really come back or even consider it. But it is kind of interesting to see him kind of entertaining a little bit. If he came back for a senior year, dude, I will, I'll go nuts. I'll go absolutely nuts um, if we get him for one more year. Yeah, I, you know, that that is crazy that that he's kind of softening his stance a little bit. It, it's, you know, I, I just wonder, and I feel like he may have it as far as the power, but if he comes out and the Jets do have number one pick, does he have the pull to be able to pull something kind of like how Eli Manning did? Like, look, like we're not we're not coming. You know what I mean? So don't even take me, and uh, be able to avoid that. I don't. I'm not sure, uh, but you know, Mannings are a little bit different. They have you know they got the whole family thing going, but sure. I mean I think he's a little bit more higher rated than than what Eli was coming out though at the same time. So you know, does he have power being an elite prospect? Think about uh, how long time ago. John Elway did something like he wouldn't go when he was coming out getting drafted. I think it was for baseball, though. It was an East Coast team or a team that played in the cold. He said he wouldn't go because it's cold and he don't want to play out there. And he was like the prospect. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. It is going to be interesting to see uh, how it unfolds. And I I still don't think he's coming back, um, but I guess time will tell. Uh, I didn't think Travis Etienne was going to come back this year, and, you know, I was wrong about that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But the other thing I want to bring up, you know, something about uh, the press conference after the Syracuse win with Dabo. Um, it, I don't know how much of the game he caught Malone, but at one point in the third quarter, uh, Clemson was up 27 to 21. It was a six-point game. I think you and I were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clemson didn't look great. Uh, I mean, they did not play their best game. They looked pretty sloppy. They ended up winning the game by 26. So, I mean, it's not like uh, they there was ever really any doubt that they were going to win the game. They were never behind. You know, it just kind of game came to that six-point gap, and Syracuse had some momentum. And I think that's not really even bad bad play on Clemson's part. I think that speaks more of Dino Babers and how he was able to rally those guys to kind of get them up because Syracuse is a depleted team. They only brought, a, I, I think, I heard like 68 players actually, you know, made the trip. There was a rumor that even the coaches were out uh, looking at the lacrosse team, trying to recruit guys to come play. And so uh, they're not a full football team, but Dino Babers was able to coach them and get them to a point where they were within a touchdown uh, from the number one team in the country in the third quarter. And then Clemson, you know, when you look back on it, it it was almost like they got up 17-0 and then went into cruise control. Syracuse kind of, you know, started to plug away at the lead. And then once Clemson was like, oh, shit, you know, it's a six-point game, they kind of right. put their foot back on the gas and, uh, and closed it out and scored the last 20 points. But my bone to pick with Dabo is that Clemson did not look their best. And what was happening at the press conference was when he was getting, he was getting asked questions about this, like, you know, what's happening, you know, why, you know, it, team kind of looks sloppy. You know, they're asking him about it. And – and he gets like he gets so offended, he gets so upset. And Dabo always kind of has that tendency. Um, yeah. where he he sometimes has gets a little bit you know rubbed the wrong way by the media. But he's like he's like saying stuff like you know am I at the right press conference? Didn't we win by twenty six? Like stuff like that. The problem I have with that is that this is the same man that tells me and tells this fan base and tells all of us every single day 
that best is the standard. That's his motto. Best is the standard, you know? So if you're not giving your best, we're going to ask you why. We're going to ask you what's happening. Because that wasn't Clemson's best, you know? This was Syracuse. This is a team you were favored by, like, 46 points, man. It was one of the highest, uh, you know, spreads ever in yeah. in Vegas odds. So it's like, you know, if you if you come out there and you don't look that great against a team that is already depleted having to go recruit lacrosse players, what are you going to do against a team like Ohio State? You know, so I, I thought the, you know, the questions that were being brought up were fair. You know, like, you know, because there was Travis Etienne looked a little slow. He looked a little sluggish at the beginning. He kind of came on and scored a couple of late touchdowns. Um, Trevor never really looked fully comfortable um, that that game. He he didn't play his best game. He still had a great game, you know, despite it. That's just – I think that speaks to how great he is. But it wasn't his best game. Um, so they just looked a little sloppy. You know, got receivers dropping balls and stuff, man. Um, so it's like – the criticism was fair, and for him to kind of come at the media and bash him the way he did uh, in that press conference, man, it, it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, it's still my coach. I love him to death. I know he means well. But at the same time, you can't preach to me that best is a standard, and then when you're not giving your best and we call you out on it, you know, you kind of cry like a little baby. I didn't like that. So I had to, I had to go off on Dabble this week, man. I, that really rubbed me the wrong way the other day. Hey, no, that's that's fair, man. Uh you know, you gotta, I mean, it's part of the game as far as that goes. I mean, you know, obviously I'm sure a lot of his press conferences over these last couple of years, I've over quite, quite these past, quite a few years uh, here recently, I should say, I mean, I've been very positive, you know, so I'm sure he just wasn't used to having to deal with that real quick, especially after a dub, you know, he probably saw 26 points, so on and so forth. But yeah, he had to know that his team didn't play great, and maybe that might be why he had a short-sighted reaction as well, just because he knows it deep down that it wasn't their best performance and he's got some things to address possibly. But I don't know. I, I think it's more of one of those things like they're like, oh, man, you know, we're going to smash these guys out the gate. Uh, so they just weren't too worried about it. But obviously you guys have a switch, which not too many teams really have. So um, that's true. I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I wouldn't look too deep into it as far as a total team standpoint, but I, oh yeah, if this is their worst game of the year, I'm I'm fine. And it may be like they yeah. they didn't, but they Clemson always has this game every year. They have that one game where they don't look their best and they get some mistakes and they're able to correct that and move forward. Last year, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so it's just one of those games, man. Um, but I mean, if if you have that poor game. And you still win by twenty six, you're fine. You're fine. I, I'm I'm not worried about the team whatsoever, but they just didn't look great. And you know, and Clemson's liable for one of those games every year. So I'm glad it was this week, and they still won by twenty six. Um, I just hope they don't play like this again uh, in the future, and I don't think they will. But yeah, I just had to get that off from my Tiger Talk this week. Gotcha, man. Gotcha, man. Good stuff. Did you want to get into this SEC a little bit? Yeah, and the biggest thing I think for the SEC um, is, you know, you got the number one team in the conference, Alabama, losing their star wide receiver uh, in Jalen Waddle this past week to it. This is just like probably the worst kind of worst kind of player you could see sustain injury like this, man. I mean, it's it was such a freak play, um, and he's done so much for this team in the last several years. And to see his season in like that was just really uh, it was really heartbreaking, to be quite honest. 
Yeah, it really was, man. You hate to see it for the kid, a guy who is clearly, um, you know, upped his draft stock this year. He's made a lot of money this season playing for Bama. Uh, well, not, not, you get what I'm saying. Not literally, but yeah. Yeah, not literally, but, you know, as far Maybe as. Maybe literally, but. <laughs> that's a future conversation, I guess, but, but made himself some money as far as being a pro prospect. He, I mean, he shot up draft boards with his play. He's, um, him and, him and Devontae Smith have carried the load receiving-wise for that football team. So it, it's going to be a big blow for for Bama, for Bama to lose him. And um, a lot of questions are going to be asked now as far as from Mac Jones and seeing if he can, you know, sustain his level of play without him and, uh, you know, see who else he can get involved. Um, how do you think he fares? Uh, you know, Alabama is just one of those schools where it's kind of still plug and play over there. Yeah. Uh, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, nobody's going to go in there and immediately replace Jalen Waddle. Like you just, you don't have another guy on the roster like that, uh, you know, just to be straight up, but you got a guy that's going to go out there and be able to, to perform and perform at a high level and do well enough to where they're going to still remain uh, a championship contender, in my opinion. For sure, yeah. John Mechie, the sophomore from Canada, actually came out and looked pretty good, I must say. He's great, yeah. Um, and, you know, we may see some more now from, from Najee, uh, from Najee Harris. You know, they may they may add some more to his to his plate. But, yeah, they, they're definitely going to – I think the team themselves are definitely going to be trying to maybe play for, for a while for the rest of the season and keep him in mind. But – but as far as the game goes, you know, another BEM performance. Tennessee is just, you know, they're not quite there yet in, in, in this robbery. Uh, you know, we'll see what they can do in the years moving forward. But, yeah, this this year wasn't going to be it. Yeah, and they have, um, you know, Alabama has uh, this upcoming week. They got the Mississippi State game at home. Uh, then they have their bye week, and then they will go uh, go down to Baton Rouge. And uh, we'll see what we'll see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, and uh, actually, believe it or not, I think um, what's what's happening for that game, uh, they're going to try their hardest to not have to play Miles this week. And then we get the, the bye, and then uh, hopefully we can have Miles at least 85% going. Miles Brown's going to play with a torn ab? Uh, hey man, they said it was like a six to eight week injury, and by the time um, we get to the Bama game, it would have been about six weeks. So they're hopeful, they're hopeful, but you know, we're gonna see, man. I think it's gonna be tight, personally. But I mean, they're not they're not really giving up too much as far as just how severe the, the actual injury is. But I mean, I gotta imagine it, it may not be as bad as we thought if they think he'd come back at that at that rate but you know we'll find out yeah that's crazy if they can get him back for that game that would be huge um, oh yeah absolutely for uh, oh and let me see i i forgot to mention this on talk to shout out to terrace marshall that's all i gotta say wide receiver i mean i you know hey the bam receivers get a lot of a lot of pub a lot of these guys get a lot of pub my man has nine touchdowns in four games man He's nice. Nine touchdowns in four games, man. He's, he's done it from the outside. He's done it in the slot. And he's done it with two quarterbacks. He scored yeah. two touchdowns with, with TJ Finley. So he, he's he's quarterback proof. He's looking good, man. I think he's shooting no draft boards as well as far as receivers goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we get into this week's pick'em games, um, and 
I don't even I don't even know if I want to do this week's pick'em games. I'm so far down. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But before we do that, some uh, some news that we got uh, earlier today. Uh, this is going to be the first time in history we're going to see this collaboration. ESPN announced that College Game Day on I believe it's November 14th, so it's a couple weeks away here, is going to be hosted at Augusta National uh, for the Masters. What a collab, man. What a collab. That's going to be really, really dope. You know, we got the Masters at a quite a different time than what we're used to. So it's kind of cool to see these two these two worlds collide. And we're going to see how the mix goes. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure if any of our listeners know Malone. I, you know, both. Uh, I mean, I, I assume I speak for you Tiger Woods fans. I mean, obviously. Absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. I feel like there's nobody else. I mean, you got some guys out there that are cool. I like Dustin Johnson. Uh, he's a South Carolina kid. Uh, okay. Myrtle Beach, I think. Um, so nice. he's, he's a pretty strong player. I think he was ranked number one a couple of years back. Um, yeah. So, uh, but Tiger's the guy, man. That's who we both grew up watching, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, if he can fare out here. But, hey, wouldn't this be the most twenty twenty thing ever for Tiger to win the Masters, bro? I mean. Great. Come on, man. It would be nuts. It would be nuts. Uh, hopefully he can pull it off. It'd be great, man. I, I'm just I'm so ready for him just to get to number 18, to be quite honest. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, like, the talk can just stop because I know that the talk is, like, who's the greatest of all time? He, you know he is. Jack? It's Tiger, man, obviously. Yeah, man. Tiger, but people don't want to admit it because Jack has the majors. Right, right. It's like, okay. He, That's he has cool. old heads. Yeah. yeah, old, yeah. old heads are still going to give it to Jack just because of the majors. Right. Like, like, a, like a guy like, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless gives Tiger a hard time because of his majors. Um, right. And so I don't know, man. Uh, but I'm excited to see it. Um, the Masters is definitely something that's on – my bucket list. Like I want to go so bad, but it's like the most impossible event to get a hold of tickets. Yeah. Like it's impossible. Yeah. It's definitely tough stuff. My grandparents, um, lived in Augusta forever. And, uh, I know they, they, I think, uh, I think my granddad got to go a couple of times. He definitely used to like pull up with the merch that you could only get like at the master store. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Uh, And everything, man, it's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's fire. It's fire. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to the masters, man. Um, quick, real quick. Shout out to my cousin, Greg, man. He's been getting real big into the golf. He's about to be a young tiger woods out here. Uh, this guy's out here, man. He hits me up every day about basically playing, man. It's, um, shout out to him. He's out here. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Well, these, these pick them games ready for this shit. Yeah, so just to go back this past week, you went four and one again. <laughs> I went one and four again. So that puts our overall records for the year. You're at fifteen and five. It's pretty. Come on, solid. y'all. Come Seven, on, y'all. Uh, Seven fifty. That's pretty solid. Um, I dropped to eight and twelve. I'm not looking too hot. Uh, so I need a, I need a strong couple weeks. I need a strong couple weeks. I need you to pick whoever I'm not picking. <laughs> and uh, and I need to be on the winning side of a few of these, but uh, we got a nice little uh, nice little range here. We got a little bit of Big Twelve, a little bit of ACC, a little bit of SEC, a little bit of Big Ten. I mean, all four of the conferences that are playing right now, you know. And we got Pac twelve coming up next week, which we'll uh, we'll get to next week, of course. But these are tough. 
These are really t- these are so like every single game was like a three point spread or less. Like to be quite honest, every single one. Very very tough game. So the first one we're going to start off with here, uh, TCU um, against Baylor. Baylor at home. I'm going Baylor, bro. I'm going with Dave Miranda. And the Baylor boys will rock out with them. I am honestly. I got to go with TCU this week only. And I'm not doing it just to pick something different from you. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but uh, even though I kind of want to. But <laughs> no, man, like I, I think, uh, you know, they TCU still has a, a good foundation to build off of because they're one and three, but they're three losses. One of them's to Oklahoma last week. Oklahoma needed to win bad. They were they looked yeah. like crap. Uh, they lost to Kansas State by a touchdown. And Kansas State is a top 25 team right now. They're a really good school. Um, and then you lost uh, at uh, against Iowa State a little earlier in the year, but you got to win against Texas. Um, that was the big loss that Texas had, uh, and I think you know they're. I think they're poised to uh, possibly win this game. I think they're going to go in and uh, and beat Baylor uh, at home. So I'm going to go with TCU. I like it. I like it. Um, on to this next one: uh, Virginia Tech at Louisville. You know, Louisville coming off a big dub. What you thinking? This one was really tough because I, my gut tells me to pick Louisville. Mm-hmm. But Louisville has had one of those years where it's like one week they look really good and the next week they look really bad and they just looked really good last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Hokies, man. I'm going to have to go Virginia Tech on this one. Virginia uh, Tech? Yeah, I'm going to have to go that way. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a tough one. You know, I mean, Louisville literally lost four games in a row before uh, before getting their last up against Florida State where they, they played a really good game. Only thing that, that's got me is the, the three to four losses. I mean, Miami, a good team. At Pitt, when they were ranked uh, number 21, only lost by three. And they hung in there with Notre Dame and only lost by five. At Notre Dame at that, granted, we don't believe in Notre Dame, but still, uh, uh, that's that's pretty good. Holding them 12 points. I'm, I'm definitely going Louisville, bro. I'm going Louisville on this one. It seemed to be on the uptick. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Cunningham seems to be coming on and playing pretty decently here. So, yeah, I'm going to roll, roll Louisville on that one. That's fair. Uh, I think one of the reasons I'm going Virginia Tech is because uh, they're three and two, but one of their losses was that game against North Carolina where it looked like they were going to win for a little while. Right. Um, So they could have easily been a a four and one team going into this, but uh, I I think, uh, yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see it play it out. You say you're going to go Louisville? Yeah, I'm going to go Louisville on that one. All right. Good. Good. That's one I think I'm I'm pretty confident I'm going to win. Okay, okay. I need it, man. I need it. I, I need <laughs> every dub I can get, bro. This next one here. So here we go. Uh, this is, I believe, LSU's first time in the Pick'em Challenge this year. We got LSU at Auburn. This is a big game. Um, Auburn just coming off of a much-needed win uh, against – they played Ole Miss, I believe, this past week. And uh, LSU obviously having a, a pretty dominating performance against South Carolina uh, in the arms of a freshman quarter – or, excuse me, backup quarterback. Uh, so – who are we looking at for this week here, Mom? Uh, well, I'm definitely going with my with the Bayou Bengals to win the football game. Um, it's going to be a very tough game. Uh, 
LSU's beaten Auburn um, three times in a row. Last game, again, last year, uh, the game last year, you know, it was probably the toughest game LSU played in the SEC, even tougher than the Bama game, if I'm being real, last year. Auburn really gave them a, a run for their money. And the two years prior to that, we've won, you know, by field goals by the end, at the end of the game. So it's it's always a tough game against Auburn, and I'm expecting nothing less this time around. But uh, I'm going with the boys, man. I'm gonna go LSU as well uh, for the biggest reason being that Auburn hasn't proven to me that they're a great offensive team yet this year. They look good. They look better than they have in the past. Well, I don't even know if I'll go that far because um, they only scored against, uh, six against Georgia. And then, of course, 22 against South Carolina when they lost that game. Uh, But I don't think they're going to be able to score enough to keep up with LSU. LSU's offense just looks too dynamic this year, um, and I don't think they're going to put enough points to keep up with them. So I'm going to go with with the Tigers as well. Nice, nice. Um, On to the Big Ten here. Uh, We got Wisconsin at Nebraska. Nebraska coming off a bad loss. Wisconsin coming off a great win, but a great win that has led to also some controversy for this week and the coming weeks. Um, how you feeling? Wisconsin's going to be on their fourth string quarterback, man. Oh, my God. On the road. And Nebraska. Nebraska, there was a couple of times in the game against Ohio State that they looked like they had some life. Uh, maybe not necessarily against Ohio State, but just life in general. Right. I I gotta go with uh I gotta go with my namesake, man. Scott Frost in Nebraska to win. <laughs> I can't blame you there. I'm uh, yeah. Wisconsin is in a very very bad spot going to this game. Like you said, a four string quarterback. But I tell you what, I'm going with Wisconsin this week. I think they get back to their roots, and we're gonna see heavy heavy runs. The team is gonna be pretty inspired, I believe, to try to go and prove everybody wrong this week. And I think they get it done. Uh, you know, I think they're going to rush for over 200 yards as a team this week and, and and get the job done in Nebraska, in Lincoln. It's a big one, big one. You would think, like, looking at it, them being ranked number nine and, and Nebraska being unranked, this wouldn't be a pick game, but yet here we are. But this last matchup is also a, a team with a, a top ten opponent, and that is Texas at – Number six, Oklahoma State. Um, you know, this is another one where, I mean, yeah, you got uh, you got Oklahoma State who's still undefeated, and if they lose this, I mean, we're we're going to possibly the Big Twelve being out of the playoff contention here. Uh, it's a big one this week, Malone. We talked about this a little last week too. Who you got for this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Texas on this one, my man. Um, yeah, Oklahoma State are they they got me last week. Still recovering from that loss, uh, so yeah, they no love, no love. So we're we're going with Texas here. Sam Ellinger, five tutties. Ooh, that's a big number. Uh, honestly, though, he's good for it, man. I give Sam a lot of hate, but Sam could probably put up five tutties against this team. I'm going Texas as well. Hook them. I'm I'm tired of Oklahoma State. They embarrassed me last week. They embarrassed you last week. So, Indeed. like, uh, yeah, we need somebody to put them in their place, and I think that's going to be Sam Ellinger. Yeah, good deal, good deal. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping they get that done. Um, but that, that was, that was, that was tough, man. Those are some tough pickums, I must say. They get tougher every week, I tell you. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually about to look at some of these other games this week just to see what else we got because I feel like there was a couple more that I, I almost threw in there. Um, uh, there was one in particular I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was another ACC game um, that looked appealing, or maybe it was a Big 12. Hey, I'll tell you one that's not to sleep on. I don't, I'm not necessarily do a pick them, but just in general, that Arkansas versus Texas A&M game, man, look, man, Arkansas has been playing some pretty decent ball. I'll just keep my eye out on that game. They could win it. I, I could see that. Um because, you know, Texas A&M is another one of those teams where we always kind of look at them and like, well, do we believe in them? Right. Um, Texas Tech and Oklahoma, that's a, a home game for Texas Tech. Yeah, you know how that offense is. I mean, that's going to be a, that's going to be a game that, you know, could possibly eclipse uh, 100 points. And it's at the crib? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be – that could be – that's a that's a, that could be a good game. 8 p.m. 2 on Fox, yeah, that could be a nice, fun game to watch. Yeah. And I think the other game that I was going to throw in, oh, Northwestern at Iowa uh, is a two-and-a-half spread. So that's another one. Um, I'm really – Is your boy playing? I was just actually getting ready to look that up right now. Don't look like he played last week. I don't think he played, dude. I think he's uh, – Wow, bro. I, I think he's riding the pine, man. I hate it. I hate it for Hunter Johnson. What happened, man? He – I don't know. Man. He, he, I don't know why he picked Northwestern. He shouldn't have gone to Northwestern. I think he's from, he's from that area, isn't he? He's from Indiana, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I think he is from Indiana, yeah, so he's up in that area. Man. Uh, uh, you know. I hate it for him. Yeah. I really do, because I, I don't even know where he is on the death chart. Um, I don't think he's high, though. I, he may be QB3. Um, that's what I'm reading right now. He is QB three, bro. That's what oh I'm reading. God. That's what I'm reading right now, bro. God, man, fuck. We gotta go, man. We gotta go. Uh, yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> I, that, that ruined my mood, man. I hate it for that kid so bad, man. We, yeah, we gotta cut it, man. This is free tuition. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.